right here at Fobab. Easy, 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 easy. Uh, here at uh, Fobab, we're just uh, we're in line for Bourbon County, and I ran into an old friend uh, of the show. You can go with this. Uh, you could go with that. Uh, if you're in from France, Serge, Serge, I I cannot believe you're here. You didn't even tell us you were gonna be here, man. Yes, I uh, flew in. When did you fly in? Uh, yesterday at 2 p.m. 2 p.m.? Hey, 2 p.m. Did you come yesterday or is this your first I said day? yesterday. Here? No, I'm saying did you come here yesterday, man? Uh, no. no. Right, that's cool. So what are you most excited about? Uh, 2017, uh, how do you say a uh, prop? Oh, 2017 prop. Prop. From uh, Guzai. Goose. So, so we're in line right now and I think only... All they have is 2022 regular. Uh, I'm County. sure this will be used in the show, yes? Yeah. I'm sure the recording capabilities are uh, perfecto. It's pretty good. <laughs> well, you're not on the phone, so. Clark, uh, do you have, Clark's here too. Clark, do you want to say hi to yeah, Serge? Uh, Serge, good to see you in person. Been a long time. Uh, really looking forward to hanging out later and having some uh, sausages. Oh. Yeah, so, so good, yeah, so good sausages. Fantastic. Oh, yes, yeah, so we're almost there at the line. Uh, let me get in front because I am a French man. All right, Serge. Well, thanks, man. Peace out. We'll, we'll talk to you maybe again. Peace out. Catch you on the flip side. Hey, yo. This week, we recap our experience at the Festival of Barrel Age Beers 2022. This is episode 97 of the Malting What's Hour. What's the on the hops, guy? He's that beast. This the Malting Hour where we talk about our drink and tell you what we think every other week. And if we get drunk, well, we might slur our speech. Got the gift of gab, the friends you wish you had. Join us for a drink, join us for a laugh. Time is never wasted, where you getting wasted? The Malting Hour here, people, people take your places. Welcome to the Malting Hour. I am one of your hosts, Tony Gullick, joined always with Brandon Winninger. And that's it. How's it going, buddy? Good, man. How are you? Tired. I, I'm good, but I'm <laughs> tired. Um, I feel like the hits keep on, on coming, man, in a good way. You know, we this is, a, this is a busy time of year for us right now. Yeah, um, it just feels like... And, and like it feels like there is a lot going on, and we're trying to cram as much in as possible before the year ends. So, um, I'm thankful both because we're cramming stuff in because we're getting invited to stuff and we're getting mm -hmm. to do things. Um, but it's also at the same time, it's like it's exhausting. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know if you could tell. Uh, my one eye, my one eye is severely bloodshot, so I have like allergies. It always bothers me. But this eye is also, I, my eyes are like, I'm tired. I'm tired in the best way possible because it has been a very fun weekend. Um, it's been a, it's, it's been a fun couple of, of, of weeks and anybody who listens, you obviously know what we've been doing um, and a lot of fun that we've been having. Uh, but we decided to do a little bit of a recap of the 2022 20th anniversary festival of barrel age beers this uh this episode i was like to say this evening but not everybody's listening to this at night yeah. not that you guys fucking care but still i care when i when i listen back to it the next day or the day after and i hear this evening i'm like you're not listening to this at night are you you guys listen to this in the morning maybe the day. like to assume that some people lull themselves to sleep with the sound of our voices wait hey, that's me, not weird Tony. like <laughs> hey, don't fall asleep <laughs> listening to us like this is why this is why we do this show so you can go to sleep it's the snoozing hour. And they wake up like, I know a lot about beer. Or they wake up when you go, and we're back! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm responsible for heart attacks. Like, oh my god, that guy's <laughs> staring me in my sleep. 
people peeing themselves. Oh, uh, yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, so we we got the chance to uh, be media for the Festival of Barrel-Aged Beers. Um, we don't need to go into what the Festival of Barrel-Aged Beers that much, because if, if this is your first episode, again, weird episode to jump into the, the, the series, but we did uh, go back and listen to episode 94. Four, which is when we were at uh, Haymarket and talked to Ray Stout and uh, Pete Crowley, and we did the you know the whole history of the Festival of Barrel Age Beers. But as a a Brandon, do you want to tell everybody like a, a short version of what the Festival of Barrel Age Beers Fobab is? Yeah, essentially, it just started off as a way for people that uh, make wood barreled or uh, bourbon barrel aged beers. Um, and, and again, that's, that's, that's a kind of a good point to make is like, not everything's bourbon barrel aged. Um, some are just aged on wood, um, and you know, the wood imparts flavor into things and it's, and it doesn't always have to be a stout. We go down to ciders and lagers and, you know, um, meads, all that kind of good stuff. Um, but anyways, so the short history is Pete Crowley and some other folks decided that they wanted to, uh, have a little bit of like a friendly competition started, uh, at Rock Bottom Brewery uh, here in Chicago. Um, and Rock Bottom, I think, is a national chain. I, I that think. is correct. Um, that is correct. I don't know how many are still around um, or where they're all really located. But downtown Chicago, Pete was working there, decided he wanted to uh, do this festival and like kind of test out this whole barrel aging of beer things. Um, and they started the competition, and it's kind of grown from there. So from being at Rock Bottom... Um, and I think he said to like the plumbers union and to, um, the Bridgeport arts, uh, center, we say arts yeah, center, I think, I think uh, and arts then center. on to like <laughs> a couple iterations in the, the UIC's buildings. Um, and currently it's at the, uh, credit union one arena, uh, it's where it's been. Um, and actually, so uh, as far as venues go, I loved that venue. Because there was like, so yeah, getting beer got crowded. Yeah, but there was. We, we were lucky enough, by the way, to get in a, an hour early. Yeah. We got to walk around with some of the the brewers and other media yeah. people as well, which was super nice. Yeah, and it was it was a hefty hour, I would say. Um, Jesus, in forty five minutes, I was like, I Clark and I both looked at each other, and I think at one point we were like, I think. I'm good. Yeah. But we did we did stay all five hours. <laughs> yeah. I think we left a half hour early. Um, and which was great because then we were able to get a lift and get home and, you know. I was able to eat Chinese food and fall asleep to watching Netflix. Nice. Uh, yeah. So, I, but what I loved about the space was that there's room, like, you have the whole seating area was kind of open to everybody. So people can go and sit, kind of take themselves out of the festival and, like, just kind of watch. And we did that a couple of times. Um, mainly during the beginning of the award ceremony, we kind of watched the beginning and then um, we ran off to go do some other stuff, try some other things. But yeah, I, I mean, overall, like that venue is a cool venue. And yeah. I think if the festival gets bigger, they may have to look at other venues. But um, as far as it which goes- is something that Ray had said that he felt at this point, this was as big as he is, as they wanted it to get. Um, as far as like how many people they were going to have, like come into the event, yeah. Uh, just because it wasn't, there really was the, the 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 most crowded. The two times that I saw that was the most crowded was when the awards were going on because everybody was down on the floor hoping to be in the area 
where a beer was announced as a winner for a medal so that you can go and try it if they didn't already try it. Clark, in fact, was trying to go try um, a beer from Temperance that I, I don't think won, but he was trying to go down there to try it because he wanted to try it during the awards and couldn't get there. And he got as close as to where like one of the booths were biased, which was Sun King, and Sun King won a ton of awards. Yeah, they, they <laughs> so he was yeah, up. they like yeah they did so he was able to try something from them. So that was that was kind of cool. And the other long line was <clears throat> when people I think finally realized that Goose Island was outside in the train car during the changing of the hours. Uh, and each hour, it seemed that Goose was putting on two different two to three different beers or yeah two beers yep. on tap. At one point. There was a super long line. <laughs> we had come inside, and I asked somebody in line. We were going to the bathroom. They like the line was just stretching. I'm like, "Do you guys even know what you're in line for?" And he just goes, "Bourbon County, man." That was it. They didn't even know what they were waiting yeah. for. So I thought that was kind of that was kind of funny and, yeah. and fun. Yeah, and, and 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 I get it, especially for people there. And you know, if you go to Fobab, there's there's got to be a a set of people that go there hoping to try things like Bourbon County because they don't want to chase it and they don't want to have to buy no. it. But like, hey, go. I tried it. It is what, you know. And Or they're in line hoping to try some old older vintage, you know, variant that, uh, you know, it might pop up on tap. They've been known to throw random stuff. You know, Goose Island's got a lot of tricks up their sleeve. So I had no idea what to expect of what was being put on. I knew some of the newer things from this year was gonna were going to be there. I knew that uh, from the night before... I assume that Prop 21 and 20 were going to be on tap, which they ended up being the last two beers that they put on tap mm-hmm. for the day. But I didn't know some of the other ones. So it was like, it's kind of exciting to like be in that line waiting for it. Agreed. Now, the, the other thing about that was that as long as that line got, it moved fast. Oh, yeah. They moved that line super fast. Like we saw it like building up because they held people off because they were about to change over what beers they were going to pour. We went and sat down. Um, I don't know if we were just hanging out or if that was when the awards were starting. It was like the the pre, the the pre awards type thing. They were doing like the Godfather thing, I think it was called, and that's when they yeah. came out and they were like you know praising Pete and all that stuff, which is which was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And I think Pete Pete ended up taking over as MC and then just announcing yeah. the uh, the rest of the awards. So that was cool. Yeah, that, that was very funny. And they played Mr. Crowley. Um, that within like five minutes from when we saw that line being as long as it was, it was gone. That line yeah. was gone. I actually got up and went into that line, and I was in an, I I was back at the seat. I think for like in five minutes from the time that I got up till I got back, it was maybe five or ten minutes. Yeah, it was and pretty guys quick. Moved to a different section. Yeah, um, and they happened to have uh, the old Forster, the 150th anniversary. That's right. And Kentucky Fog on tap, which was fun because I really like 150. If you guys remember from our Bourbon County uh, build your own media kit. Uh, from this year, what? And, and it was funny because you said the 150, and Clark seemed so confused by that. Like, huh? like did you, the, the the beer that we liked that we yeah was that pretty unanimous. We, like the one that you said, Clark, that you were gonna like. Oh, I can't wait to sit there and try it and just sip it by myself, so I can taste all those layers of pepper and leather. I'm pretty sure that's exactly how he said it too. But uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds right. so many so many variants that they have. So I not surprised. Um, but yeah, like it 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 moved along nicely. So not not those are the only two times that I felt like, oh wow, there's a long line. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, even though we got a chance to walk around early and try a lot of random beers very quickly, um, it was it didn't seem like many people had to wait for many things, and that there weren't 
super long lines. I think the only other early line that I stood in was for Half Acres Benthic. I was I was literally just going to say that that was that was the long line right at the beginning. So, and that was like in and out. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. even like waiting. Like the line looked kind of long, but the shout out and hats off to the volunteers who were pouring very well and very quickly and got everybody in and out of those booths uh, and the stations very fast. It was it was seamless like i didn't feel like i waited very long at all no um i'm trying to think like what was the longest i waited and that was probably the the bent thing now it would be it would be a goose line but we were staying you were sitting outside like chatting or whatever and it went fairly quickly and and that was when the line i felt was stopped too yeah when they were holding yeah i would say the longest line waiting for a beer was in the lager lounge yes yep you know i will agree with that and it wasn't that again. It wasn't that long. It did not take long. It was just there was a lot of people there waiting to grab full pours of loggers, and they had like two or three people pouring beer. So like, but that was fun. We like we got to talk to a lot of people, especially the second time or the third time or the fourth time we were up in the logger lounge. Uh, we got a lot of uh, a chance to talk to a lot of people, which was a lot of fun and made me wish that we had more things to give away because I kept asking you. I have no <laughs> buttons on me. I gave away all, I gave away my buttons four times. <laughs> kept asking you for buttons. We gave away stickers. We got to talk to people. Brandon was talking to people. I was talking to people. Clark was talking to the guy from Watermark. Uh, you know, it was just it was it was a lot of fun. The Logger Lounge was a very <laughs> was a very nice uh, addition um, to Fobab this year. Yeah, and one thing, and again, this is like not rubbing it into people's faces, but we did not. Oh, but we're gonna do it. We did not realize until the end that we had access to like the the brewers area or whatever. Um, solid food back there, and like, yeah. yeah, it's something that we've learned now from going to. I mean, this is the first year we've been considered media for these festivals uh we got a chance to like go and hang out in those areas like from beer under glass we got the same thing that was super fun uh and then here like we didn't even think to like just walk in and ask or talk like we just just didn't really cross our minds but we got to go back there and it was super fun because we ran into some people that we knew uh we got some good food we got some good beers and got a chance to just kind of like hang out with a lot of people that we've known and met like not only through the show but outside of the show as well totally that was that was a cool way because i think after that we ended up going back up one more time to the goose island train that's when they had the 2020 and 2021 prop variants so um out of is there any beers that you had that stand out in your mind uh that's a tough like so i was gonna keep track and then i started to and then i I trailed off yeah at about one o'clock I think Clark was about to do it right away, which, by the way, uh, Clark may or not be joining us at some point. There might be an insertion somewhere during this episode. Clark is busy with some work stuff uh, that has prevented him from joining us. But, you know, work, family, kind of takes precedence over this. Um, We might have something from him. If not, uh, we'll have him talk about it some other time. But he was about he was going to check in this first beer. And he says, forget, I'm not even going to try And once he said that, I was like, "Ah, you know what? I'm not going to try either. I'm just going to enjoy myself. I checked in zero beers for the entire festival. I didn't either. Um, But the funny thing is, the beers that stood... We we talked about it when we were on the train. Like, there are just 
Chicago and Illinois is so lucky with barrel-aged beers and, and hazy IPAs we've talked about before. But especially barrel-aged beers. Like, our bar- like the barrel-aged beer program that we're surrounded by is so good that I couldn't help but go to all the local places. Um, there's a lot of people who will say, oh, there's, you know, tons of beers that you got to go try from places that you'll, you know, breweries that aren't local, which I agree with. If that's, if that's what you want to do, do it. But I also like really trying all the local stuff because I might be able to try it again, but there are some local stouts that like, I'm probably not going to try this year yeah. or I'm not going to buy. Excuse me. I got to cough real quick. I muted myself for that. Um, I, the one beer that. If I had to choose like some of the top local beers that I had, uh, and top beers of the fest for me, number one is Old Irving's Krampus in the Buff. Bluff. That was Bluff. Thank you. <laughs> I say Buff. You know, naked. Uh, that uh, boy. That hit everything that I want and expect from a barrel aged beer. It was sweet, not overly sweet. It got a lot of barrel, uh, but not like overly woody. It had a nice body without it being super thick, and there was a slight bitterness to it. It was, God, it's 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 like it's everything you want in a barrel aged beer. Yeah, it's it's what I remember, and I'm not taking away from what Goose Island's Bourbon County tastes like now because we always say, you know, you know, we've done so many episodes on Bourbon County. We love Bourbon County, regular Bourbon County, but having that beer kind of reminded me of the first time that I had Bourbon County. Yeah, having the Krampus uh, in the in, in the bluff, that was uh, that's just so fantastic. I think all three of us had it more than once. Am I correct? Agreed, and I think that's yeah. the only one that we all went back for. Correct. <laughs> uh, if I had to choose two more that stood out, just gonna go three. Benthic uh, was it two by four? Yep. That had so much coconut in it. It was like. I love coconut, so not, I don't know if everybody's going to like it, but it was like like sweetened, shaved coconut that you use for baking, chocolate and coffee and stout and barrel. It was really, really, really good. I really liked uh, that beer. Um, those are the two that are standing out right now. I know a third one will come to me. Brandon, what about, what about you, man? What are the, what are a couple of beers that stand out for you? Yeah. So I'm kind of, uh, I, I'm in the same boat. Like Krampus was just like phenomenal to me. Um, I, and I, I did like Benthic. I, I felt like because we had so many, like, and I say so many, like at that time we had like five or six beers and then I had the cup, <laughs> the cup of cinnamon and the cinnamon was lost oh, yeah. on me. And I forgot about that. And I, I, I was sad that it was lost on me. Like, um, I know it's there. Um, I just at that point, like, we were 30, 40 minutes into the festival, not even, and like, literally, the barrel was just overtaking my mouth. Um, <clears throat> so, but one that I did really enjoy uh, was the red wine barrel aged triple G. Um, which was the Belgian triple that was barrel aged in red wine barrels from Sketchbook. Um, I really like that because I do I do enjoy good red wine and I really enjoyed um, how well that beer just kind of the Belgian you know all of the the notes that you get from a Belgian beer really complemented the uh, red wine characteristics too because I was getting notes of red wine and getting notes of you know Belgian beer and it was it was tasty man so that was. 
That yeah, was... you and Clark both both really liked that. Um, I I enjoyed it. I don't I don't think I liked it as much as you guys. You guys really liked yeah. it, which I think is awesome. That's a good like that's a nice. Uh, I think it's a good example of you know a barrel aged beer that doesn't necessarily have to be bourbon. Yeah, and and it, I, I'm and I know we're talking about beers that we like, but just kind of one I wanted to put out there that it was just like. I don't want to say it was disappointing. It was just not what I was expecting. Was uh, the double barrel Dino S'mores? Dino S'mores, like it was. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. The the mouthfeel and like the characteristics that came through, it like it just did not like. I wasn't getting a lot of barrel. I wasn't getting a lot of like even heat. It just almost tasted like regular Dino S'mores to me. Maybe like a a, a buffed up. Version yeah, yeah, a, a, like a slightly heftier version, but not even that much heftier. Um, there were some more characteristics that kind of came through, but I felt like the the characteristics of Dino S'mores were being amplified. I felt like I was getting a little more gram. I was getting a little more chocolate, um, but the barrel and everything was kind of lost on me. And I'm not knocking off color in any way. Um, it, it could totally be by the fact of the other beers that we had kind of beforehand, but we we tried cleansing our palates with yeah. water numerous times, but there's only so much you can do. Um, yeah, and I wanted so um, I forget which one it was. Um, the first beer that I had it was from Great Lakes. Um, I'm trying to it's does I'm trying to think the stout like they have like a standard. I stout. did yeah. I thought I took a picture. I was looking at. It. I thought I took a picture because that was the first, like, or one of the first stops we made over there as well. But Clark and I grabbed something yeah. else. That was, okay, that so was it was barrel aged blackout stout. So that's right. So Great Lakes does do blackout stout, and they had a barrel aged version of it, and I I thoroughly enjoyed that. I thought that was really good. It was a good like starter for me um, for the day. Kind of set the precedence. Um, but yeah. That was that was super good too. So that one totally gets an honorable mention for like being a fantastic beer. And it, it, I have. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. I was going to say uh, you had mentioned honorable mention. So there was one beer in particular that gets a shout out from me. Uh, if you guys go back to the Great American Beer Fest, I think we talked about uh, Corporate Ladder Brewing's uh, Champarado. Oh, we did. That caught, that caught me off guard when I had it because I had no idea what to expect. I didn't put it together that it was spice and nobody told me. So I saw, I even sent a picture to Dan. They had a double barrel Chumperado there uh, at the, at Fobab. And I was pretty excited about it. I was like, okay, good. I know what I'm expecting. So I'm going to go in and try for it. And as I went up to the volunteer, now mind you, this is a volunteer. I don't remember it at the great American beer festival. It was someone from the actual brewery or a volunteer report. The volunteer goes, just so you know, this is spicy. And I thanked him. I go, thank you so much for saying that. And I hope you're telling everybody else that. And he, and he, he was. He, he told was me everybody. Too. Yeah. It was really fucking good. Like, I knew exactly what I was getting into. And the spice was, like, the heat was nice. Like, it was a solid, like, spiciness to that beer. It wasn't, yeah. like, overpowering. But it was, like, man, it hit barrel, chocolate, cinnamon, spice, everything perfectly that was like a redeeming beer for me like i said i probably would have liked it at the great american beer fest had i you know been told or put it together myself but yeah. i didn't uh but yeah that was that was pretty tasty i, I want to say one more thing you'd mentioned off color about the uh the double barrel dino s'mores did you try the tequila barrel uh, beer for tacos what did you think of that um i liked it uh, i did too um 
was it you or Dan, Dan? Somebody was saying it's like, oh, it just or not Dan Clark was saying, right. oh, it tastes tastes just like regular uh, beer for tacos. That was me. In, that that was me in the beginning. Yeah, because it was like I was and I and I went and like had some water or something. I don't know if I got more of it. I don't remember, but I think I gave it some time to like register in my brain. Like, hey, you just had like I think that I had. Uh, I think I had a modern. I had a. I have the picture of it. I had modern times, which I was going to mention. Mega Mega Devil's Teeth Hazelnut Cocoa Vanilla, and that was good right too. beforehand. That was awesome. I had that right before, so it was. It was. It wasn't fair of me to take that first sip and be like, "Just tastes like beer for tacos." But after I think you had some, you were like, "I don't know, man. I'm getting some of the barrel." And so I waited, and I switched it around a little bit in my glass, and I took a sip, and I'm like, okay, there it is. And the tequila barrel barrel was really nice, and I was really excited about that beer because. I love beer for tacos. Yeah. I think it's a great, great beer. Yeah, and that was kind of my take on it, too. Because I, So I rinsed my glass first. I drank a bunch of water. Then I got a fill of it. Um, and the first thing I got was like like some underlying tones of tequila. I got a little oakiness. And then I got like the beer for tacos. And I like in my mind, I was like, dude, I really wish I had a taco right now. Because I <laughs> this, this would go great together. You know, beer for tacos... Let's beer for tacos. You can drink all the time. I do want to say uh, the majority of the beer for whatevers are perfectly paired with whatever they're trying to pair it with. I don't know about beer for golf because I don't golf, um, yeah. but um, the beer for food stuff. Yeah, the beer for pizza good. has been really good. The uh, beer for burgers, beer for burgers, and beer for tacos. Um, I mean, just solid, solid fucking beers, um, and like. I again, given a choice, I would drink that one again over like the the double barrel like Dino S'mores, because I was getting more out of that. But also, I would love to do double barrel Dino S'mores, not in this whole like Fobab setting, just have it separately. Um, yeah, and because we were there right in the beginning, so a lot of these beers were like chilled, perfect, like like chilled. And I was like, you're giving us small pours. I don't have time to warm this up in my glass to see if anything's yeah. going to come out. So I'm, I'm, I'm drinking this ounce that you're giving me. Um, it's, a fun, it's a fun way to try these beers, but you can't... It's not a fair it, way to it, assess them most of the time. Especially with how many of them that we tried, you know? Yeah. It's a fun way to, like, try beers. It's a fun way to try, like, a whole bunch of different uh, barrel-aged beers. We didn't even really get onto, like sour beers or meads or perries or anything we 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 went hard on like <laughs> well because that's literally what we want we walked into like stouts and it's like all right this is set even the when we went down on the floor it was like yeah look there's more stouts let's go yeah but you had even, oh, like what you had said too like i don't know if i can do the sours nobody's got tums you know it's yeah if yeah. i would i mean i'm looking forward to already next year because I would like to attack it a different way to be like, okay, maybe I start with some sours, start with some wild ales, maybe some meads, some ciders, some parries, just to, to dip that in there. Because I thought that that would be fun to like cleanse my palate, but the Lager Lounge did that for me. So, yeah. I mean, I like I like all those other styles, but I mean, I'm, I'm there for like barrel-aged stouts and porters. Yeah, and, and ones, man. I will say like the addition of the Lager Lounge was like, that was clutch, man. That like... Killer. Killer, you know, just taking a break from all of the the heavy stuff that you're drinking, and it wasn't like you're going in and like getting oh, here's an ounce of a lager to cleanse your palate. Like, no, they were filling up our glasses. <laughs> yeah, they filled like, up your glass, yeah. You know, and, and who was there? Noon whistle, uh, microphone, and more, more. 
Those are at least the three that I remember. I think there was a fourth. Was I Pollyanna there? I don't think so. I'm try- uh, yeah. they, could, they could be. Yeah. They could be. Sorry to the fourth brewery if there was a fourth brewery that we forgot you. Um, but, yeah, so, very cool idea. It was, like, neatly, like, kind of set up in the, you know. It felt like a cool little lounge. Yeah. Man. There was tables. There was uh, a couple let me have some of their popcorn. Um, <laughs> it was fun. It was a lot of fun to talk to those people. Um, knowing we first got there, um, because of, I mean, <clears throat> Bourbon County hype, you know, I'm going straight into that. Uh, I wanted to know because they had the train car outside, it was super cool. Each hour they were rotating yeah. two beers. Uh, when we first got there, they had Midnight Orange and Moncherry. Now, those are two, I would say, polarizing variants that people either, I think, loved or hated. We didn't, we did not go out for those. And that was. It was an it was interesting that that's what they chose for like the VIP hour, absolutely. Which I kind of want because nobody <sighs> that, it was empty that first hour. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of people out there. Midnight Orange, I wouldn't have mind. I wouldn't have mind trying again. Clark and I just had had Moncherry uh, from the bottle a couple weeks ago, which was tasting great. But because they weren't two variants that I was like overly like thrilled about, I was in no rush to go. And have them, yeah, right there and then. Agreed. But but uh, the first hour, we once the once one o'clock hit, uh, the 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 sign changed on the. If you look on our Instagram, you can. There's a picture of it. Uh, the sign on the the train changed to 2022 Bourbon County Original and the 2022 Two Year Barley Wine Reserve. I was pretty fucking excited about that. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's uh, that's the one we went for. Yep, we uh, in fact we ended up going to that twice because we had regular Bourbon County and we had we started with the the barley wine, but we ended up having the regular Bourbon County as well because we went back out there. We stood out there for a while, um, hanging out just just drinking it. And the two year, I mean, we have a bottle of the two year barley wine that we're going to review soon, um, along with two other variants um, right now before it's released because we're cool uh thank you use um but what's your it's hard to again what's your first impression on that type of take of the two-year barley wine and regular bourbon county if you want it's so i mean i can't say anything about regular barley wine it's or uh, regular bourbon county because it's it's bourbon county like it It was tough to like sit there and compare it to anything else at that moment um because like Bourbon County has been so consistent, at least the last couple of years, like, you know what you're going to get. And it was exactly what I was expecting. The barley wine, however, um, you know, I I go back and forth on um, enjoying barley wines um, because some are done really well. Some are just done, like, okay. And if it's okay, like, I, I, I don't really want it. Um, but, and, and, and we talked about this, too, like, we've done... We reviewed some older Goose Island barley wines, or we had them, and we weren't like huge super fans of like the older barley wines. But this one just like hit everything you want in a barley wine. Like I was getting like I was getting barrel, I was getting a little heat, I was getting like toffee and like dark fruit and like just super super well balanced. And I I was impressed and I I enjoyed every sip of that. Um, I would have went back like multiple times for that one, but you know when I talk about going back multiple times for places, like I'm sorry, Goose, I don't put you in the running, like because you know. sorry, it was Krampus. Yeah, it was Krampus that we went back. Yeah, for. well, Krampus <laughs> was like the best, but like, um, 
Yeah, that was like Krampus was still my top. But like, yeah, I was just really impressed, like how well I enjoyed the barley wine and how well the barrel and everything kind of complemented each other. Yeah, like really, really, really good. Yeah, I um, had a I had a hard time judging it at that moment because when I think of a barley wine at that moment, it tasted somewhat dry to me, which I thought was kind of nice. So I don't know if that's really like I, I expect barley wines to be sweet. Uh, not overly sweet, but a sweetness to them, and it might have a sweetness. It might have a sweetness to it that I wasn't picking up because we had already been drinking a few other sweet barrel aged beers. Yeah, but I did really enjoy it, and I do understand now why people are hyping that one up so much, as well as the thirtieth anniversary. So that was that was exciting to try. Um, what were the other? What were the other? Oh, okay, I remember the other ones. Uh, the 2022 coffee was another one that we tried from oh, yep. Bourbon County from Goose Island. What did you think about that one? Uh, I liked it. I, I felt the coffee yeah. was subtle, but I feel like it kind of added to like the chocolate and like um, just the overall like characteristics of a stout. And again, that could be serving temperature or whatever, but like I thought it was good. Like I, I feel like this is probably like. When's the, I, I think we talked about this before. Like, I don't remember the last time. Was Cafe Olay the last time they did a coffee one? Or I believe so. Um, I liked it better than that. I going off I, memory. It's funny that, yeah, it's it's funny that you say that the coffee was subtle because I I got again palates are destroyed at this point because uh, this was later in the day. Uh, I got a lot of coffee. I got like almost all coffee, and not in a bad way. I I really enjoyed it, and I feel like that's when I I am gonna seek out. But that's what you want in a coffee stout. Yeah. Absolutely, and I'm seeking it out because I want to drink that fresh. I'm going yep. to drink that, like, no matter what I end up getting from this year, from all the random places that are, are selling it this year, when I get a coffee one, if it's on Black Friday and I happen to grab, you know, an allotment of some, I will probably not drink regular first. I'll probably drink the coffee first because I want to have it as fresh as possible yep. because coffee is in there. I mean, again, it's fun to try some of the aged stuff, but uh, a coffee one can be fickle. Who knows? In a year from now, it might not taste that great yeah uh, it might have faded it might get that green pepper type of flavor from I, it, I don't know who or what i was reading but somebody was saying that they were getting the green pepper like off drinking it at uh fobab i'm like what i also feel that's just different people's palates yes like you're gonna taste things it's like people who some people uh when they taste uh what is it? Cilantro. cilantro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like soap, or it just tastes like cilantro. Now, I get how people can taste a soapiness from cilantro, and the same people say the same thing about mosaic hops. There's a soapiness to it. Sure. That's just how different people's you know taste are. So that's a possibility. Some people might get green pepper from that type of bitterness from coffee yeah. uh, in a stout, in a beer. Um, then you guys weren't out there for uh, Kentucky Fog or the 150. I had a pour of the 150. Still tasting awesome. I still got my... So it's right back there, Brandon. All those are empty except for the white bottle. The white. Nice. <laughs> those are just things I'm saving. Pretty sure I have uh, one. You do, uh, I'm pretty sure you have two or three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it, <laughs> it still tastes great. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to having that bottle. I'm probably have it with you. Um, having that sometime maybe this year, just to maybe around the holidays or something. Maybe for our, maybe for our 100th episode. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Yeah, it, it was tasting good. And then the final ones they put on were Prop 2020 and 2021. Which prop did you get? Did you get 2020? I think we all got 2020. Yeah, yep. 
think we all did. No offense, 2021, just we're in our favorite, even though you got better. Uh, but to be honest, man, at that point of the day, I didn't finish it. I can't tell you if I tasted. I don't know what the variants. I forget what's in 2020. I think that's the one uh, where my glass blew off and broke. <laughs> yeah, I put it on oh, top man, of the garbage can and I just went. Hey, you got that coffee mug though? Am I right? Got yeah. that coffee and mug. The glass too. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I just it was enough. I had enough. Yeah. So, no offense, Goose, but I was done. And again, it's uh, it's not a marathon to drink all the stuff, but you know, I was a kid in a candy shop for the first forty five minutes, and we didn't get shitty. We didn't get belligerent. None of us got sick. None of us felt like crap uh i think i don't know i haven't talked to clark really um but yeah i mean overall i think it was a really good fest um it was a lot of fun i had a great time it was awesome going with you and clark it's awesome going with you every time man but it was cool to have clark along uh instead of dan because dan's not around loser uh just joking yeah, like poor dan. hope you brought back beer from florida um but yeah, it was it was awesome, man. It was it was it was great, and it's cool to celebrate with uh, people again and doing twenty years of, of Fobab. Uh, what was what was your take on the whole thing, man? Yeah, agreed. Very well put together, very well organized. Um, you know, and then you know the the interactions we got from you know past guests and people that we just you know run into, like you know Tim from Old Irving, and then we got to chat up with uh, Ray and Tobias from. Uh, rabbit brewing and um you know obviously we ran into shalanda and nick uh and that's obvious always a good time reunited with shalanda again f- uh, 20 years later <laughs> yeah well i mean i think it's been since the pandemic right like yeah i we we've talked to her like I, i've messaged with her and and things like that we've we've chatted uh here and there but that's the first time we've uh we saw Nick earlier this year at Goose Island. Oh yeah, but, the uh, innovation have, thing. Seen, yeah, we've not seen Shalanda in a long time, so that was that was nice. You guys are going to hear from them soon. So yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah. that was a lot of fun. It was it was it was cool hanging out with them. We saw Eric Flores uh, from Whiskey Hill, uh, ex uh, Goose Island. That was over in the Brewers Lounge, so that was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very well put together event. Um, super chill, super like everyone there was like really cool. I, I enjoyed. I don't think we had any bad interactions. I think um, the lines were okay. Like, the lines weren't crazy. I, I did, like, we were kind of sitting there when, like, awards were being announced, watching, like, lines form at, like, certain places. But I was, like, I think Clark, that's when Clark was down there, and you and I were both like, like yeah, I'm not going down there. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a fun time, and I'm I'm super excited to, to see what next year brings. Um, not 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 even just uh, like the beers and people that bring beers, but also like how the event evolves. Like the Lager Lounge was clutch, like killer. I loved that they had that addition. I hope they bring that back next year. And I think they will, uh, man. Yeah. I think I think that was such a smart idea, yeah. and it was so fun to 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 hang out. And it was a nice like, and everybody was everybody that we ran into. I did not run into. A single jerk. Yeah. Unless I was being a jerk. I don't think I was. But uh, I, everybody that I ran into was was super cool. Everybody was, they were all, everybody was there for the same reason. Have a good time. Um, the worst part was seeing one person forcing himself throw up uh, outside of it. Oh, yeah. That was morning. literally when we were leaving. That was disgusting. <laughs> that was... Conduct yourself a little bit better, everybody, okay? Other than that, it was, it was yeah. fantastic. Agreed. 
Yeah, so uh, thank you, um, Illinois Craft Beer Guild and Fobab and everybody that we, we've talked to the past couple weeks. Uh, that uh, Thanks for inviting us. We had a great time. We look forward to um, going back next year and look forward to all the other events and things that are going on, you know, coming up uh, next year. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was so much fun, man. And uh, kind of a, a cool, not that the, you know, we're, we're getting close to the end of the year here, but as far as festivals go, I feel like this is a nice lead into barrel age season for us, um, for, you know, especially in Chicago and also a nice lead into like the end of the year. Like we're getting to like the holiday stuff. So it was a fun time to spend with you and Clark hanging out. Like we, it wasn't like the great American beer fest where we were like so focused on recording and talking to people. And like, like we got to actually, I felt like this was more, we got a chance to experience it as people just like friends hanging out and, and trying these beers. And it was great. And, you know, as we get closer to the holidays, we'll be doing more of that. So it kind of felt like a nice preemptive, uh, you know, holiday hangout for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it, like you said, it was a, it was a great closeout to um, the year, but a great beginning to barrel age season. Because this is when, like, you know, the heavy hitters start coming out, and that's, you know, when the when the the chasing starts for people. So. Absolutely, and uh, we're lucky enough to not have to chase all that much. Yeah, <laughs> we are, and we look forward to talking to everybody. I'm uh, bringing you some more content of all this fun barrel aged beer stuff, and you know, who knows what's going to be. Um, this this is. Uh, this is this is the length of an episode, so you know what I'm calling this, baby. This is episode 97 hey, of the Malting Hour. We have a couple episodes left before the hundredth episode. Uh, we got the Maltese coming up. We got some holiday beers. Um, we've got Michigan beers. We got some yeah. Michigan beers. We're gonna drink. We got some Bourbon Counties. We're gonna drink. Um, and then who knows what's gonna happen in January? We might be doing dry January. We might be cooking some stuff. We might be, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's been a, I can't believe we're about to hit 100 episodes. It's been a hell of a year this year, man, and uh, I couldn't be more proud of the work that you and I have done for this show, uh, and I appreciate everything that you do and keep on doing for this show, and I couldn't imagine doing it with anybody else, man. Just keeps getting better, man. Yeah, man, and thanks everybody for who, who are listening, and, and keep on listening. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, did not expect all you guys to keep on listening, so thank you. Yeah. That's cool. We got that going for us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I will say that too. Um, and maybe I'll get you know when we hit our hundredth episode, I'll have some more words. But I do, I do feel like this has grown like this year exponentially more than we could have imagined. Uh, yeah. And it just keeps getting better. And super, super appreciative for all of the friends that we've made and that continue to support us and include us with all of the the cool things that they're doing um that that helps us keep you know keep plugging along and makes the whole thing of like oh we gotta do an episode and it's like no <laughs> like people want to talk to us so like it's it's yeah yeah you know it went from like just being us hanging out and talking about stuff and you know we were homebrewing more at the time um which I think yeah, early resolution for 2023 is going to be more. It's always my fucking resolution. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I got to do it this year. I, I, I think the last year. two years you said I'm not going to buy beer. I'm just going to brew beer. Um, I, I got to stop buying beer. Yeah. I got to start brewing it, man. Yeah, uh, oh. you know, and I'm kind of in the same category. Like I, I want to, I want to brew more, man. Like I've got, you know, got a kegerator. Like I've got the the ways to do it or serve it. So. Um, 
We got friends who will drink it. Yeah, and now that, like, you know, for, you know, most situations, things are getting, you know, better, um, you know, we can start having more people over and, like, having people taste our homebrews and doing, like, more episodes surrounding around homebrew. And bringing to the friends that we've made along the way at breweries to, you know, give us honest feedback. Mainly on, on your beers, because they'll say they're good. If I could bring them my beer, they'll be like, hmm. Here, we need some help. You make good, you make good beers. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right, man. Well, that's going to do it for this week, everybody. We'll, we'll, we'll keep gushing over how much we love all of you and ourselves uh, in a couple <laughs> weeks. But uh, until then, Brandon, love you, buddy. Love you too, man. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. This has been The Malting Hour. Be sure to follow us on all social media by searching The Malting Hour and at themaltinghour.com. You can also follow us individually on social media. Brandon can be found on Instagram as bmdub81, on Twitter, bdub81, and on untapped as bdubdrinksbeer. Tony can be found on Instagram and untapped under Ace of Phelps Chicago, on Twitter, the Ace of Phelps Chicago. Clark can be found as Clarkowski on all three. Dan can be found on Instagram as hip underscore underscore hops and hip hops on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe, like, and rate the show on your preferred podcast listening platform. Until next time, cheers from all of us at the Malting Hour.